Friday's episode of Daily DVR Presents House of the Dragon is brought to you by Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. Welcome back to Podcast Winterfell. Wow, it has been a while. I think, man, a couple of years. Uh, We are back to cover the complete season of House of the Dragon. My name is Axel, and my co-host on this journey will be the fantastic Gina. Hello, Gina. Hello, Axel. I am so honored that we get to do this podcast together because Game of Thrones and listening to Matt Murdock and then podcast Winterfell, you guys take over taking over podcast Winterfell is how I was introduced to podcasting and you guys. So full circle. I know. I was thinking about that and I knew that you were the one to be my co-host this year. Unfortunately, Ken, who was with me in the final season of Game of Thrones, was not available. I chatted with maybe about 30 other people. And then I know you were the, the, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You were the immediate number one. And I said, let's do it. This is going to be a great season. I I am so prepared. And you mentioned Matt. I wanted to, I'm so glad you did because I wanted to tell everyone. Matt is podcasting. Matt is still podcasting. He is podcasting House of the Dragon. He's also podcasting, I think, on the Double P Podcast Network. They're also going to be covering Lord of the Rings, but it's Before the Dragon, B, and then the number four, The Dragon Podcast. You can also check out, I believe it's BeforeTheDragon.com. Matt is also going to be a guest this season. I've already chatted with him about it. He's definitely coming on. Maybe we'll get him for the first episode. Maybe he'll say, I'll I'll reach out to him. But we're going to have a lot of guests. I hope, I know Andy's going to come on. Heath is going to come on. Um, I think our friend Mike from One Mike is going to come on. Whoever, if you're out there listening and you want to join us, I feel like this is just kind of a return to Westeros. And you know what, Gina? I am so happy that this story has an ending and we can just lay back and relax and not hear about people getting mad telling George to write things or like, (laughs) you know, getting upset about creating new storylines and all. I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen, but this is this is a distinct story. We know the end and I'm just looking forward to enjoying it and having fun. Me too. I know it's um. It's like a clean slate in a yes. way, yep. which is nice. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know, I was, v- I'm going to miss the ice. I'm, are you more ice or fire? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, 
I like to think of myself as Jon Snow, equal parts. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I am 100% ice. So, I see. <laughs> so I am going, I am, was definitely more excited about the original pilot um, that didn't come to be. Well, they made the pilot, but the series with Naomi Watts and right. um, where it was really going to be more the story of like the white walkers and ancient stuff. So, but the closer we are and we're only a couple days away now, the more excited I am um, about the fire aspect of things. It's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride. All right. So there are two books though. There though elements of this story are told in A Song of Ice and Fire, the main Game of Thrones. The main book um, that this covers is Fire and Blood, which is a history of the Targaryens. Yes. There is also a book called The World of Ice and Fire, which had a lot of pictures, but you can still listen to it. And that, too, does have elements of this story. But they're, when they're talking about this in interviews and such... They're really more so referring to fire and blood. So if you're a non-book reader or you want to be a book reader, the book really to listen to is a great big chunk of fire and blood because fire and blood also has like the first when the Targaryens first came to Westeros and it goes all the way up mm-hmm. to almost the Game of Thrones time. I think it ends like a maybe a king or two before but that kind of covers the history of the Targaryen kings where and the family in Westeros, whereas the world of ice and fire jumps around and it tells kind of like the 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 history of Dorne, right? The history mm-hmm. of the wall and beyond the wall. But within that, it also tells parts of the dance of the dragons as well. Not a t- not a huge amount, and it covers a lot of the same. But that is, those books are kind of confusing. Fire and Blood, The World of Ice and Fire, and then A Song of Ice and Fire. So um, there you have it. All these books. And I have listened to all of these, but I'm not 100% remembering it. And you have not been able to get it to work on your... Right. I, I, I probably read it. I probably read it a couple of years ago and I had every intention of doing a reread. Um, but when I went to go in the other night, it, it thwarted me. Um, so now it makes me now I am more determined to get that book open, knowing that it's not going to it's not starting at the very beginning because there are some characters in that history that I'm really interested to see if they're going to show up here. And now I feel like I need to reread the history to understand if they actually will or not. <laughs> considering we're, we're only like doing half of the book um, since it's starting 170 years, 72 years before Daenerys Targaryen is born. So. Right. And yeah. do you know the one, the thing that this does take place It's kind of, I guess this is more so kind of in the middle, right? Or Mm -hmm. a little bit towards the end of the Targaryen reign because it's not, it's way, it's after um, they originally came and uh, we had like the first uniting Westeros. So, you know, it's interesting because I know in the very brief preview 
that I've seen, it does show the house is kneeling to the house of dragon, which I thought happened at the beginning. Yes. So um, With maybe it's, yeah. And so maybe they're going to have flashbacks. Uh, I don't know. It makes but, sense. It does yeah, make because sense. I think it was about three, a 300 year time span that they were in power. And so, yep. you know, if, if this is true that it's starting 172 years before Daenerys was born, cause she was born just as everything was crumbling. Yep. Um, then they've been in power for 125 years. And so, I feel like yeah. we've missed out on a lot. So it's we'll a, see. It's like in the middle. It gives them yeah. the opportunity. We have to, I mean, the best that I guess I can equate it to is a little bit of Star Wars, right? <laughs> Where really, um, ju- ju- it, it, it's, it's kind of like if we started with the latest Star Wars and then we're jumping back to the middle, we still could jump back again, but it does seem like they're going to show a bit of Aegon. But I have heard that um, Aegon's conquest of Westeros is a potential spinoff. Oh, okay. And a potential right. uh, new series as well. And I would love okay. to, I'd actually love to see when the Targaryens left, what was it, Valeria, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. came, and came to Westeros, and the, but then they're there for a while before the conquest happens. Well, um, they land on. Um, oh gosh, what do they call it? Where Stannis was? Oh yeah, that island. We got to remember all these names. Again. I know. <laughs> Dragonstone. Like Dragonstone. Thank you. I was going to say Dragon's Rock, yeah, but I knew I that we was wrong. Get back in this, baby. Well, I'm also interested in the beginning because that's supposedly they did a lot of experiments with magic and yes. blood infusion. Yeah. And that's how they really have the blood of the dragon and have control over these creatures. And so that's like the origin origin story. It sounds like we're getting kind of the middle of the Westeros yeah. story. So we'll see how this we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that as we go ahead and cover this, we're going to try to just cover what we're seeing on the screen and not spoil um big events do you agree with that yeah well and at this point i can't remember anything <laughs> there you from go the baby so i there aren't big events that i remember very clearly i mean it's definitely strife all, all 300 yes, years yeah. with between these family members it's it's like you know game of thrones but it's um has nothing to do with the other houses. It's like all an inner Targaryen battle. Although they do marry some people outside the Targaryen bloodline. So there's, you know, there's going to be like a Baratheon involved perhaps. And, you know, a Stark makes an appearance at one point. That's very interesting. Um, depending on where, <laughs> where, where it is in this, in this story. Um, there's also, um, a little person in this story that they call mushroom that I often wonder if there is a blood relation to Tyrion, um, somewhere down the line because he was noted as super whip smart and very funny and mushroom and a lot of sexual jokes and innuendo with mushroom. (laughs) Yeah. Which that's another thing we should mention that for those of you that are not I know we have a fair amount of book readers but it goes across you know uh, yeah. the lines here and the um, whatchamacallit fire and blood 
is t- is really told from the perspective of a history of a maester telling a history and mushroom has a lot of things that he <laughs> a lot of opinions so the interesting thing about fire and blood and i do think it will be to um maybe i will re-listen with more intent as mm-hmm. we're progressing through um because i want to enjoy the show too but it's interesting because there's times at which in the book they'll say this maester says this happened but mm-hmm. this maester said this happened and mushroom says really what happened was this <laughs> and it pro- and it usually involves sex and um or eating or something but these are things george likes he's from new jersey what can i tell you uh but that's interesting too because it it does it's not like a game of thrones or a song of ice and fire i should say where it's told from a person's perspective so you get intimate details and conversations fire and blood's not told like that so there is a lot of artistic license that they can take yes with intent with drama with um the political machinations um so that's kind of a fun thing that it's going to be interesting to see from which perspective they take and one thing i'm interested in is do they play with the idea of unreliable narrator in some sense you know um yeah i mean i don't know i just think the one benefit to it the book being told as a history is that it gives the showrunners so much more freedom and and like so much room to not be criticized <laughs> the yeah. way the last few seasons Definitely. of game of thrones was yeah so yeah. Um, that's a great point cuz also so much of what people book readers people who are familiar with the story were upset about is people's is characters intentions not really like there weren't too many people who were upset that the whole weird thing where um well, what's his name the guy from uh up north uh who was played by what's his name killian hein or whatever his name is pretends he's john snow and then like he really dies and it's you remember that whole thing from the books you know what I'm talking about? Um, someone pretended to be Jon Snow. <laughs> well, the- no, there was there's a whole there's I'm just pointing out certain things in the books where they really changed what was happening. And well, the biggest thing they changed was the whole Sansa Stark's storyline and her marrying. I should have went after that because that has because reference that to why was- we're on the podcast Winterfell, you know. Right, because yeah. Matt quit after yes, that. Exactly. Like, so it show and that was a lot about intent, right? And yeah. but there there are there are situations where they they change that to make the character feel make us feel a certain way. But I'm mm-hmm. saying that there are other things that they changed that people really didn't have a problem with. No, what was the name right. of the dude who was kind of the king of uh, up up north? Who is uniting all of the? Oh, um, it's been you know so long. I should have done a whole Game of Thrones. I know, right? Mance. We're we're Mance? losing it. Yes, Mance Raider, right? Yeah, Mance okay. Raider. So remember that he. Pr- there's a thing where yes, there's a wore, glamour yes, that's involved exactly. with him looking like another person, yes. not necessarily Jon Snow, but someone that they. 
they pretended they killed Mance, but they really didn't. He exactly. was glamoured to look like another prisoner, uh, thanks to the red woman, Melisandre. Okay, so, that's what it yeah. was. I couldn't remember. I th- I, I, mm-hmm. I just knew that it happened north, so I threw Jon Snow in there. But um, that people weren't too upset, but they they got upset with like the Sands and stuff, right? So I think that it gives it's interesting to see how they're gonna navigate that but one thing that i do know is that one difference between game of thrones and fire and blood here house of the dragon is that we're gonna have two different at least two different time periods that we're going to and they're gonna kind of play with time in that way and that interests me as well Mm. to see when people are younger and older and things because this kind of happens over a period of time mm-hmm. and um i think we're gonna uh, for looking at the cast you can kind of see people are cast as young and old i didn't really get too deep into it and my preparation for this podcast was minimal because i need this thing to kind of take me away i want to watch the first episode and react and get sucked in Um, because I gave a lot to, um, it's kind of like, uh, I'm getting back together with a girlfriend that I really love, (laughs) but I don't know if I trust her a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of like, my investment is like, we're going to do this podcast. We're going to have fun, but I'm waiting for it to, if, if this first episode sucks me in, I'll go back and I'll, I'll re-listen to this and I'll, I'll, I'm going to spruce up on my history and such, and I'll probably become obsessed with Westeros rather quickly again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, no, how think, are you feeling about it? Um, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, I would say. Um, I think it's really exciting. I think, um, it's been great to see some of the casting in this just, you know, and how we're getting some of what we traditionally think of a Targaryen looking like, how um, they've added um, people of color to the Targaryen family um, for this cast, which I think is going to be really interesting and great, you know, because... Oh, are they Targaryens? Okay, that's interesting. I, I, th- I think so. Um, I, know, I, I just think, know it you has know, a of, big of, cast again, too. Of course, some of the haters have already, you know... Yeah, uh, sad stuff. This is America's, America. But um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be really interesting. I am a little nervous about, <laughs> not nervous, but I just think the Game of Thrones series was so over sexualized. Like it was like the showrunner the showrunners wanted to see so much tits and ass the whole time that I think, and it was a complaint, especially, you know, the way women were projected and it kind of became, it was feminist yet very anti-feminist. And, and, you know, a lot of the men on the cast came out at one point and said, Hey, I'll do full frontal nudity, like no problem. Um, I think Peter Dinklage was one of them. He was like, I'm in. Um, So I think it'll be interesting to see how they, um, how they, do, do they follow along the line of so much nudity? I think I already read something to um, to the effect of there's a ton of sex scenes in it Ooh, already. Okay. So that, that kind of, uh, <laughs> I, I think to, and that was coming from one of the actors. He's like, there's way too much sex. Yes. In this series. I remember I like, Matt oh. Smith said that, that yes. he's like, yes, you're not he going to want to see me naked so much or 
I, oy, oy. I think that was kind of a humble brag, but um, uh, let, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, I have to admit, I did want it to be more balanced. Um, I mean, how many scenes did we need with Littlefinger opining while two girls go at it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like we could have had some more. They did start adding a bit more dudes as the, you know, the kind of word got out. And I, you know, I remember that was a whole thing, but I'm not really, a, if it's as long as it's a little bit more equal or as long as it is more equal, I like that. I like, I think that when I think of the Targaryen and the, all the incest and this, the fire, you know, that's it. That's like the sexual part. You know what I'm saying? So well, and I, 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 I want to see it. I think what people need to be prepared for, because I think a lot of people were grossed out about Cersei and Jamie, like, you know, the twin cest stuff. What? What's gross you know? about that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's gross. I think what people need to be prepared for is we've heard over and over again in Game of Thrones that the, le- that the Targaryens were famous for inbreeding. And there was a ton of incest in that family. And so I think I'm wondering how in your face the incest is going to be. Like, I would say Cersei and Jamie scenes were like a three on a scale of one to ten. And I'm wondering, are we going to get a five? Are we going to get a seven? Are we going to get a ten? I think we're going full tenage up in this his at. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is probably... This is another thing. This introduces, just thinking about the whole world of the Targaryens... Um, and how, yeah, it was, there was such a, there was a real parallel between the Lannisters and the Targaryens in Game of Thrones. Mm. And, um, I think that this will be, we did get the incest between, you know, the uncle, right. Aunt, aunt, and, uh, aunt and, and nephew, right. With John and, uh, Daenerys. We did, right? but yeah. they didn't know. That's like true. there's there's not knowing. And, and then, then there's, there's full on knowing, baby. <laughs> and then there's incest with intention. Yes, sinking your teeth say. right into it. I think it's gonna be a ten and I'm hoping for that too. That's what I mean. I like that. I like that this is a world that challenges you in those ways and I mean, look, that is actually a part of a very big part of human history that people don't want to talk about, right? And it's a huge part of kings and queens and caste systems and, you know, I mean, the upper class and the low, the the dividing line a lot of times was incest, keeping it pure, right? Like, I mean, so I- That's true. I like Like that kind of stuff. Egypt was a lot of brother and sister. I think Roman times were as well. We had a lot of cousin on cousin in the English empire and throughout Europe, just like up until, maybe two yeah. generations ago um so yeah it's you know it's that's, probably it's, i mean today i think in many in there's many parts of the world where marrying a cousin or an aunt or an uncle is not something that people really shame you for you know i'm not look, that is I, true i'm not trying to i don't want to be the incest dude on this podcast <laughs> okay I'm not into it at all ne- never experienced it never been around it don't need it. But 
I like that this world is so different, right? That is one of the things that I loved about Game of Thrones is that it seemed so much like our world, but just turned in a, in that magical, weird way. And then some of the stuff you would recognize, though, from our history and see, oh, imagine a world where this became popular instead of this or right. And I, I just really dig that. And the thing that I really like about the Targaryens is that really strange, incestuous family that and the and the and the relationship with the dragons and I wonder if there's going to be any kind of, cause it's kind of, if I remember correctly, a bit hinted at some like dragon sex with humans and stuff. Like, you know what I'm like? There's some relationships. <laughs> I don't like remember that. that. You know? Well, there's remember, relationships. Well, where, yes. You know? Having a deep connection yeah. with the dragon. But that could, and it was know, more funky with the dragon on a Friday night. Oh, you know, I have a few oh, shots. <laughs> oh boy. Yikes. It's going to be a fun season. <laughs> Oh man. I'm just saying I I dig the I dig that uniqueness. Of, it's definitely of a different world. Yeah. Yeah. And but he's pulled from history at the same time, you know, like yeah. War of the Roses, things like that. So um, I wonder the same yes. thing. You ask um on a scale of incest, how about a scale of insanity? Because they always, you know, you say if you flip a coin, right? So, so many of the, one thing that I think is that after this series is over, um, and I think they, they're pegging it right now at about three seasons to get to, and they, there's going to, there might be like spinoffs or Mm -hmm. whatever, but this particular story, I think they're saying they have it at like three seasons, which sounds great to me. Um, but I think it's going to prepare people for what seemed like a very rapid, a heel turn by Danny in Game of Thrones, right? That, yeah. that that the Targaryens are. This is why the whole time in Game of Thrones, people are talking about fearing Targaryens and they're crazy and the the death and the destruction that they can cause and the love of fire. And I think that that aspect of the relationship with dragons and with power and fire and death is something that I can, I hope they really get into a lot too, because I think that's kind of a big part of the Targaryens. It is. I think, you know, one of the things that, because I don't, I don't necessarily think what we saw with Danny at the end of Game of Thrones is an accurate depiction of how maybe she really devolves into her madness in the books if they are ever finished. Um, just because what I do remember from that history um, of, you know, blood and fire is that while there's a lot of incest, a lot of that incest is forced a lot of the women aren't necessarily um, game for it. Um, you know, it's it's more of a sexual assault and, a, you know, marriage and sex by force than necessarily something they really wanted. Um, and so I actually felt like there was not necessarily madness that was developed out of inbreeding from incest but there was a lot of depression and mental ah, health issues that were okay. caused by the yeah, trauma definitely. of incest 
So I think that will be interesting to see how how some of this is depicted. I definitely think that, well, we can take pages out of books of very modern times with individuals who have too much power and the insanity that they will spew out of their mouths that others completely buy into. Yeah. And or there's the no incest that they involved. want to have with their daughter that they talk about with Howard Stern. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different topic. Um, um, but, you know, I think like, you know, power crazed people, men and yeah. some women definitely push the boundaries and you know the more power they get the crazier they sound well there's some um, very powerful women in this story yes and, and i'm excited yeah. for that and i think and also with the incest thing too though there is a lot there is if i remember correctly um and i do think you're correct about that and i mean i think a lot of what george he tries to take that into account throughout his writing right Mm -hmm. um, from women's perspective, but there is, if I remember too, though, some very willing incest. Oh yes. Uh, well, because well, those, so. those women are power hungry and if they want to maintain mm. their position, they know, you know, I think the women in the story from the, you know, five minutes I've seen have a very, uh, are very interested in getting a woman on the iron throne. Yeah. And so, there are some things they go along with. They That's might a, not be fully, uh, what do we say, devoted to their incest partners right. and, you know, have other relationships. So it's part of the machinations. And a lot of this has been described by, and I think it comes from HBO PR, of course, like a, you know, <laughs> Game of Thrones meshed with succession. You know, it's like yeah. succession with dragons. Um, and some of the early reviews, you know, our, our good friends from the Double P Podcast Network, Bubba and Catfish, got a chance to see the premiere, go to the premiere. Mm -hmm. um, and, a, and now a lot of the reviews are dropping just today on Friday. And I don't try to read too much because I, I want to be taken away by this. I'm yes. kind of going yeah. in. I didn't, like I said, I have not delved into every, I know who the cast is. I've been kind of, we've been following along. But I'm trying to kind of, we've also been covering Westworld and getting into all that craziness. So I got to shift my focus. Um, but uh, from what I understand, a lot of the reviews are echoing that as well. That if you enjoyed the more, more of the political stuff from, say, the first two or three seasons of Game of Thrones... But it was really throughout the whole thing, honest. I mean, I think the last oh, yeah. season of Game of Thrones had a ton of political stuff in it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, then you're really going to enjoy that part of it. But it is much more, one of the things that people are saying, it is much more concentrated on the family. So mm -hmm. it doesn't have the same scope where all of a sudden you're in, you know, in this part of Westeros or now, you know, you're in Bravos, and then you're in, it doesn't seem to have as much of that scope, but I don't, I think so far they've only seen, I don't know how many episodes they may have just sent out the first, usually it's like three or four, but, um, I mean, you never know things can get bigger because I know that they are introducing characters in this show that do travel, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I think in particular, who is it? The guy, what is it? The sand snake or isn't that that the dude? Oh, 
Prince of Dorne? Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, we'll know next week. I can't. I don't remember which one. Oh, the Valerian okay. guy, Carl Corliss Valerian. I think is like a traveler or something. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't remember that correctly. But I think that they've kind of. They're also sneaking in some. One thing we do have to watch out for that we didn't have to watch out for in Game of Thrones, and I feel like we're gonna get a backdoor pilot or at least a portion of some backdoor pilots during this season, because supposedly they're already interested in doing like two spinoffs just from this show. Wow. So I'm interested to kind of see if, if all of a sudden we get something that seems like focused on something else for like 15 minutes and then people are like, what's that? And like, Oh, actually that was kind of a backdoor pilot there. Cause this Mm. is their world. I mean, especially with everything that's going on, at HBO and HBO Max and really kind of like cutting a lot of stuff from HBO Max that doesn't seem to be affecting HBO proper. And this show is HBO proper. But some of those spinoffs, they may have kind of straddled that line. But I think really this, if they're going to go in on one thing, it's going to be this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And you know, in terms of travel, I'm trying to think back. Um, I, I feel like most of it was pretty much focused on Westeros and that there is even a a king and queen that did a tour of Westeros yes. at one yep. point. Yep. Um, so I don't know if we'll get to see that. Story. So yeah. we, we might potentially get to see the Seven Kingdoms. I know that we're going to get to see some of the people from some of the families we know and also people from some of the families that had been wiped out by the time um we get to uh game of thrones like the reigns of castamere um i believe i think there are reigns um in this i think there are um I don't know if we saw any high towers in Game of Thrones, but there's definitely a high tower here um, in this cast. Okay. So I think it'll be interesting to see some of these old families that we heard about that have kind of died out um, and see them when they were perhaps in more of their heyday. Oh, man. You know what, Gina? I'm going to look right here. We're 37 or so minutes into this, and I am so much more excited for House of the <laughs> Good. Dragon. Yay. I, mean, I, I really, you know, season eight was kind of tough. I really enjoyed it. I knew it was much more spectacle. The show had kind of changed, and in many ways it had to, and in many ways Dan and Dave and a lot of the other cast and crew wanted it to end. You know, I mean, it was like the largest show ever, but... So, like I said, I've been a little bit, you know, I, I want, I, I love this world though. And when we start talking about the world that George created, it really is wonderful. And it's so detailed and the characters really have life. Um, and there's so much story and emotion behind it all. This is going to be a fun ride. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, oh, you got me more excited talking about hot towers. Um, <laughs> what else we got? We talk about new. Oh, you you asked a question. Should Bubba dress up as Damon Targaryen for Halloween and or a video podcast? One hundred percent. I think so. One hundred percent. I think they're they 
there's a similar something a about look. those yep, two. Yep. There is a look, and I think Bubba can pull a blonde wig for yes, sure. Most definitely. He could totally Targaryen it up. And also, by wearing that blonde wig, it does, in spirit, bring him closer to the one true King Joffrey. <laughs> right? It does, yeah. So yeah. if he thinks of it as Joffrey cosplaying as Daemon Targaryen, maybe it would it would be a, make him feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. So that could th- be Bubba. If you're listening, we we want to see it. We want to see it. Post some pics over at the uh, Daily DVR Facebook page. Um, and yeah, get involved, everyone. I forgot. Go to DVRpodcast.com. Join our Daily DVR Facebook page. We have a podcast Winterfell Facebook thing too, but I'll just just go to the Daily DVR one. I can't post in a million different places. Um, uh, this is going to be fun. What else we got? What else do you want to talk about? You got anything else? I don't know. Did anyone write in any <laughs> questions or excitement um, or? Let's see. Let's see. I did ask over on the Facebook page for some of uh, uh, opinions about what they're thinking about the house of the dragon so let me scroll through as i see some interesting stuff oh i found it and we got one from peter he says i can't wait i was one of the few who liked the ending of game of thrones i can't wait to see more dragons in the backstory i haven't been this excited about a new show since game of thrones i will miss the white walkers though because they were always an unknown enemy I have only read The Song of Ice and Fire, although I have got Fire and Blood waiting to be read. I wonder how many dragons we will see at one time, hoping for a whole bunch destroying some enemy. That's a thing we haven't talked a lot about, which is, are you excited for some CGI dragons? Which the CGI is pretty awesome. When I I rewatched Game of Thrones, what, like last year again? And I was like, man, these dragons look great. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going to be a lot more. Yeah, there's going to be um, a ton. Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. And I can't wait for some of those. Like, I could see just like a big wide range shot with like, you know, a dozen dragons oh, or more flying in the background. And yeah. that would be pretty cool. And, so. I, and like you said, I hope they get into the kind of dragon lore about what bonds them to the Targaryens. How do dragons really live? How do they reproduce? Like, I want to... You know what I mean? I would like a little bit of that dragon mythology. Mhm. Cuz we're not getting we're not getting the white walkers. So this really is a civil war. This is human start well, they're not really humans, but they're mm-hmm. on it wherever uh, this planet is, right? Um against each other. We don't have this unknown magical threat and this mythology and this history. So I hope that they transpose that onto the dragons. Yeah. No, we'll see some eggs, right? Oh, we'll definitely see eggs for sure. And in fact, I feel like they used to nest in the cave at Dragonstone, that cave that maybe Jon Snow and Daenerys went into. So... Oh, yeah. that old cave where they found all that writing, too, and stuff like that. That weird stuff. I wonder if they'll make reference to the Long Night and stuff like that as well. I don't know. Hmm. Y- you know, I've been wondering if um, we're going to see 
if we're going to see like red people, you know, like, like a Melisandre, mm. is it possible we could even see Melisandre knowing that she's <sighs> alive for, you know, we, I think, I don't know if they ever gave her an age, but you know, she was, I think she was definitely more than a hundred They years said old, hundreds but, of years. Yeah. So we could see Melisandre again, which I personally would love because I love that, I love that actress. I think she's gorgeous and the character was weird i actually cried when the red woman when she died that was fantastic. Um, walked out into that field um after the battle um as much as i disliked her times <laughs> in the show there was something just really beautiful about that but i i love that actress um i would love to see her find her way into this and i and honestly i think fans of game of thrones would too you know to have some kind of interesting touchstone come back like that um i agree that's a great call because one thing i was going to say is uh, you brought up is is there anyone that we possibly since this is a magical world that could be alive right and Mm. melisandre the other one i think about is well not really i mean we don't know so much about the faceless men but we could see a face that maybe reappears, you know what I mean, throughout oh, time. Yeah. So that that's an idea there as well. That oh, uh, we could see Jack and Hagar may, again, maybe. Maybe that right. One, the face, anyway. Well, the face, actor, yeah. Who we love so too. That's kind of an interesting thing, but um, that would be kind of cool if Melisandre showed up. And I do, I like them to get into that the red priestesses and all that, all that whole weird stuff too i like you know me i'm a mythology guy i Mm -hmm. i like i like something that you can kind of that sets your mind going and kind of has different mysteries and the the i i really one thing i really want to see if they do transpose that stuff that white walker stuff to dragons that would make me very happy because that kind of undercurrent is very important i feel for feeling kind of the magic you know mm-hmm. um all right we got another one from ando i'm getting more excited the closer we get haven't read the book this is based on okay an nbr so i know very little about what is coming besides dragons and targaryens well that's it <laughs> you don't even need to watch yeah. um i also just saw that Seppenwall, ooh, alan Seppenwall gave it a fairly negative review i've disagreed with his reviews a lot over the last year or two so this has to mean i will love house of the dragon oh man Seppenwall, uh, <laughs> the one of the best tv critics ever but i have noticed yeah i mean i think a lot of critics being inundated with you know what used to be two three four premiere shows a year now you're getting that many like a week or a month or, you know, so many, right? That I mm-hmm. think there you have to be a little bit tougher as a critic. I've noticed him and I, I like I said, I've read some reviews. I felt that they were still positive about that it works and that it's grand and glorious. And to me, that's okay because I can be swept into the world and then have the story take me, you know? I already mm-hmm. know Westeros, right? 
So if it feels as grand and as glorious as Game of Thrones did, even from the beginning, even though it was kind of dirty and it still felt like a real world, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. You know, it would be interesting. Um, And this is kind of one of my uh, great disappointments about the last season um, of Game of Thrones, because I felt like being a book reader as well, that this is something to come in the books that someone would warg into a dragon. Um, at one point, Ooh. I really thought Bran was going to warg into one of the dragons. Yes, I remember thinking the same thing. And, you know, as far as we know, that that magic is, you know, in the north with the Starks and the Wildlings. So I, I, it never, as far as we know, happened in that history. Um, you know, but it's a history, but I think that could be potentially be an interesting, um, thing for them to play with if they, if it makes sense, if they get the chance, that's like a wish list thing that I thought for sure we would, would have seen in Game of Thrones, but it never happened. Yeah, that would be fun. And that plays into the whole magic mythology, Mm -hmm. you know, and the personalities of the dragons, because, one of the things that I do remember from Fire and Blood is that the dragons had personalities and mm-hmm. they were characters themselves. We did get a bit of that in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Um, really more so the connection to Danny and whatnot. But throughout the series, the dragons kind of acted as though they they uh, had an idea or I shouldn't say they had uh how would I describe it? Intentions, right? They mm-hmm. wanted to be free. They want, you know, they were going crazy and eating goats and burning farmers, kids and <laughs> that kind of stuff. But I'd like to see a little bit more of that too. Um, Cause I am, I'm a fan of the spectacle. I'm a fan of 12 dragons on the screen and all that kind of stuff. But to me, what makes that feel relevant and make that makes that feel even more purposeful and cool to me is when there are character motivations behind it, historical motive, when it has some kind of real meaning mm-hmm. rather than just, you know, shit blows up or shit catches on fire. Like when I think about the um, probably for me, the best dragon fucking shit up in all of Game of Thrones is the, um, what is it? The, uh, what, what did they call that? The wagon train? Remember when mm-hmm. Danny attacks yes, yes. Jamie? And that to me. Well, that was a fantastic episode. Oh, and what it was made one of the best. Amazing. And what made it so awesome was not just the dragon burning people, ah, you know, but. <laughs> the story and the interplay between Braun and Jamie and Daenerys mm-hmm. and Tyrion watching it, that's what made it so awesome. You know? Yeah. So that's what I want to see. I want to see a connection. I don't just want to see, Hey, here's dragons. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. feel it. So, you know what we, I don't think we'll get to see, although they might do a flashback or they, this might be, this might be one of those, what did you call it? Like a hidden pilot <laughs> yeah, is, backdoor. um, backdoor pilot, um, the burning of Hall. That's okay. something I would really 
love to see because I think that happened in the initial conquest when the dragons came over and they literally melted oh, the castle. I remember that. Yes. Yes. Okay, and, and that I was the place why too. And I don't want yeah. to spoil, but I remember why. And, and that was the horrible place where Arya yeah. and uh, Gen- Gendry and um, uh, the rat, the rat helmet. Yes, the rat helmet. Um, who was our little baker boy? <laughs> that was so great. Pork, pork think, pie. What was his name? Um, Meat pie or something? I don't remember. Uh, everyone knows who Whatever. we're talking about. Hot pie. Hot pie. There we go. There we go. Yeah. I made it. Um, it's a it's a it's a dire wolf. Remember when he gives her the dire wolf? So sweet. I actually sweet. heard that actor in real life started a bread company and he makes loaves oh, in the God. shape of dire wolves. Fantastic. At least he did for a while. Good for him. So, Selling on Instagram probably. Or on his OnlyFans. Um <laughs> I think it was even before OnlyFans. So. HBO, anyway. HBO to promote this, they should start like Dragon OnlyFans, where like <laughs> people would pr- you'd probably get millions of people. Uh, the furries would be real into that. Um, <laughs> what oh am I talking God. about? I don't know. I'm going. On. I'm, I'm getting. I'm, sh- stuff, I'm, showing, I'm showing my Targaryen on this episode, man. I'm telling you, I'm ready to get down and dirty. Um, all right. I don't know. You got anything else? Anything else that you want to see? I mean, I just want it to be good. Yeah. I want to have characters that I really love and feel like that I'm, that I'm rooting for, you know? Um, and I want to see them succeed, even though I know they probably won't because the Targaryens are just their own hot mess. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to go back to Westeros. And I don't know, the one thing that I have seen that is kind of incredible is that they've done something a little different to the Iron Throne. We will see yes. it in its original glory, which yep. is pretty fantastic from the photo I saw. So I'm excited to see how they how that works with people approaching it and sitting in it and trying to gather around it <laughs> yeah this is a much yeah. more raw world right because the game of thrones that we entered was basically after almost a kind of populist revolt against the targaryens right so we and we it was a bit more sanitized it did for a little bit i mean it's still not really sad we say a lot of crazy shit but i do think this world is even harsher Right. Mm -hmm. And that's echoed in what we're going to see in the uh, like the original Iron Throne, which could kill you just from sitting on it, Mm -hmm. you know, or standing near it. Um, But you mentioned the cast. We talked about Matt Smith, a great actor. A lot of people know him from Doctor Who. Um, I just saw him in the absolutely terrible Morbius with Jared Leto. Um, That was kind of hilarious, actually. That is a comedy, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> that is a straight up comedy. Um, but there's it really is great, great cat. Olivia Cook, who is fantastic. Graham mm-hmm. McTavish, Patty Constantine. Uh, there's just a really awesome Reese E fans. Rice, Rice. How do you pronounce that? Reese, Rice, E fans. Iphans. I don't even know how to pronounce these people named. Um, just a fantastic cast and a lot of unknowns too, which mm-hmm. I want to get to know too. That's that. I'm glad that they. It's it's about the same ratio of people I know to the original Game of Thrones. 
right? Yes. A lot of BBC yeah. actors that you kind of saw in something else, you know? For me, my biggest Game of Thrones really was Dinklage because I loved him in The Station Agent. Mm -hmm. um, and he was a World of Video member. Um, I remember you so, saying that. Very I know. cool dude. Born on my birthday. I got to say, it, well, got one year to say to him, hey, dude, we got the same birthday. And uh, he was like, cool. Uh, do you have the video I asked for? Um, <laughs> it's like, shut up now. Thank you. No. <laughs> uh, and it's funny, too, because his wife was friends with my wife's friend or something like so there was like another connection How weird. That I, and i was like wow that's all and he i mean station agent was fantastic so there really matt smith i think is like the kind of sean bean or for me the dinklage right mm -hmm. yeah um, the real draw here but i think we're gonna there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna pop up or we're gonna be like whoa yeah they're pretty awesome you know a lot of interesting faces when I'm, yes. I'm scrolling through and looking at it, and that's what they cast so well in Game of Thrones, is even people when they were attractive, they were like weird looking. Yes. And yeah. everybody's weird looking. Like, like no offense to Bubba, because I think he's a little bit more normal looking than Matt Smith. Yes. But Matt Smith is weird looking people. I mean, he's just like, if you saw him on the street. You would be like, whoa, okay, that dude's, first of all, he got a huge head. That's a kind of an actor's thing. But I'm looking at a lot of big heads here. Well, this actress, Millie <laughs> Alcock, is very unusual looking. And yes, adding the very. blonde wig to her makes yeah. her look even more unusual. Very. Um, you know, Serpentine uh, looking. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit alien for sure, yeah, which I think in some ways captures the Targaryen lore in a more interesting way than Daenerys, who is gorgeous, you know, but um, I, I always thought of them as, you know, the men are always kind of weird looking and the women are beautiful, but I think, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, unfortunately they couldn't get, you know, um, I don't Legolas to you know don a blonde wig for <laughs> her house of dragons because he's the man i prefer in a long blonde oh, wig oh, yeah. ella's saying hello sorry about that that's um okay. but yeah. yeah orlando bloom that's orlando the guy's name bloom, yeah well that's good i like that that made me right. feel good because matt smith is like a he people know who he is but he's not Orlando Blue. He's not like a, you know, I mean, everybody's out. Brad Pitt. They're, this is not like super A-list. Everyone in America knows who they, I like that they didn't, they could have went that route, right? I mean, this is a billion dollar corporation. This is their product really, right? Like, I mean, I know we're all in love with the story and the art of it all, but this is a huge product for them. And so I like that they stuck to that same vibe um, and the, and they'll propel these people, these people will be, people will be stars, bigger stars afterwards. Um, there are, you know, the one thing is I remember in the, in the beginning, in the first couple of seasons of game of Thrones, there was a lot of white dudes with beards around like dark hair, kind of the same height, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of hard, but I think that they're going to, uh, from looking at this cast, they, I think some of the women are like uh, Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook are kind of similar looking. Um, mm -hmm. But I think they're I think that those two might 
Oh no, that's going to be the same time period. Okay. But, um, just good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. It'll be exciting. This is a great cast. This really is. Oh yeah. Danny Sapani. Oh, I know that guy. He's been a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, this is just like a lot of BBC, a lot of, uh, right. Yeah. I'm like, I like this guy. What has he been in? Misfits, Doctor Who, Penny Dreadful, The Crown, <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's, uh, I guess he was in Halo too. Gavin Spokes is an actor that we've all seen. Oh, he was just, oh, he was in Uto- the original Utopia on oh. the BBC. That's cool. All right. I could just go through all of them. Um, so one one person I'll say who is I actually not in this cast, but she's listed there because I think years ago she did a movie called House of the Dragon is Maggie Q. I was like, this seems out of place. Yeah, yeah, that's I was looking at that, too. I was like, I didn't know Maggie Q is. In, I, yeah, I don't think no, that's correct. It's something Google she, is she, not always correct. Yeah, she did a movie, <laughs> I think, called House of the Dragon, maybe in like the 90s at some point. And right. for some reason, she has ended up here. Um, which is kind of funny in this, in this, uh, thing that popped up anyway. Wait, let's see. Is she, because it says character name divine. No, she is not in this yeah, show. No, no. that, that yeah. is wrong. People are going to be like, where's my Maggie Q? Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. I don't think, I don't really have anything else. It's just kind of a preview getting ready. It comes on Sunday. Are you, um, I don't know. We, we still haven't really kind of figured out when we're going to record. Um, we'll try to figure that out. But, you know, we appreciate everyone downloading. We know that there's like 15 bazillion Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, Westeros podcast. And oh, shout out to our friends at History of Westeros for a fantastic interview with the man himself, George Railroad Martin. Um, they went out there to his, uh, to where he, like in Albuquerque, I think, right? Where he lives. Or Santa Fe. Or Santa yeah. Fe or something. Santa Fe, there you go. And did an interview, sit down interview with him and saw the premiere and stuff. So congrats. I mean, they are, if you want to hear, we are, we love, we love this show. We're going to have fun, but they really know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> they're, they're hardcore. Yes. Like they, they, I'm sure like everything I'm like, I can't really remember what happened in the book. Yeah. You know, those guys reread the book like, oh, God. before they started yes, this and they... they're like, going to listen to this if they do and be like, oh, amateurs. <laughs> yep. That is great. Yeah. Oh. That's they're They're doing great. And that's, and they're doing two too. Cause Sean comes on and does like a spoiler free. He's like the NBR kind of deal. So they're doing it like that. So I, I like that too, because, um, I, even if I do go ahead and read things, I, I might just, maybe I would probably decide not to, because I just would rather kind of be taken away by this story and I'll remember things here and there, but, um, we're really talking about the TV show. So that's what it's really all about. And there'll, there'll be a bunch of different changes, but it will be interesting. I just, I generally hope my greatest hope is that the whole community, the people who love the books are really obsessed with it and are still on the daily involved with it. Enjoy this just as much as the common person, you know, that there can be kind of like a, a, a little bit of sunshine in, in the world. Cause you know, the last season game of Thrones was a bit divisive 
and mm. you know in both the public and in the in the uh the kind of cult of grim as well so i hope this pleases everyone it seems like he is very pleased with this show oh good that's that's, that's what i've read that that he seems more enthusiastic for this than he was for game of thrones and i think that they gave him a little bit more to say in this you know, oh, which I think is a smart thing. I mean, he ain't writing any books, so <laughs> had to get one in there, people. <laughs> he's got a lot of time. Oh, but, but um, supposedly he's closer, which means we only have to wait another six years. You know what? Listen, I will always love this man. He is from Bayonne, New Jersey. Let me tell you something, folks. There is nowhere farther from fucking Westeros than Bayonne, New Jersey. <laughs> okay? Trust me. I spent a lot of time in Bayonne. It's Bay. It's it. It is exactly what it sounds like. It's Bayonne, baby. You. It is not Westeros. The fact that he came up with all this stuff is just fantastic. And and it, you know, hey, I'm a Jersey boy. It warms my heart that this worldwide phenomenon started in my humble state of New Jersey, especially in a town like Bayonne, which is a great town, but it ain't Westeros, folks. Mm. Not even Bravos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm finished yapping. Do you have anything else you want to yap about? I don't think so. All I right. think we've we've covered it and we're yeah. eagerly awaiting the first episode. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. And um yeah, if you if uh you all want to get in touch with us, hit us up at dvrpodcast at gmail.com, podcastwinterfell at gmail.com, go to podcastwinterfell.com or dvrpodcast.com give us a review you know become a patron patreon.com slash dvr we just finished covering what gina and the cleanup text jenny and brett did awesome andy and i still have to finish our pod he was a little under the weather so we might not do that until next week um but heath and i did finish out better call saul which was just uh what did you think of the finale of better call saul while you're here um, I thought it was, it was, it ended in a way I can live with. Okay. Um, I feel like at first the way it was going, I was like, this mother effer is going to throw her <laughs> under the bus. And I was so pissed. And then he's like, no, I, I did all that because I wanted her here, which is totally a, a Jimmy move. Yeah. And, um, still had to be a con, I thought it. Though. Yeah, I thought it I thought it ended well, although part of me in the back of my head was like she visited him and I'm like, she's going to prison break him. <laughs> yes, but she did not. And um, she went back to her really boring life in Florida, I'm sure. Or maybe she decided to get a new life. Who knows? Leaves yeah. it open ended. I loved it. I, I think that's a fantastic show. And uh, hopefully this will be a fantastic show as well. Yes. How's the dragon, French. baby? Dragons are coming. Incest is coming. Oh, you're the way too interested. Committing in insects are coming. <laughs> That's why it's incest. All right, we're ready to go. This is going to be a fun season. We'll have lots of guests. How many? How many episodes is this anyway? I didn't even see. Is it eight or ten? Oh, I hope it's ten. I, I don't. I don't even remember. Hold on, I'm looking it up really quickly. All right, Gene is looking it up. I thought it was only eight. It is 10. Oh, it's 10. Okay, cool. 
Yes, I it is dig 10. It. Nice. That's a good. Yeah, good. It'll take okay. us through almost the end of October. Yeah. So end of October. October 23rd we'll is the. Yeah. Fantastic. Alrighty. All right. Thank you, Gina. You are the best. And oh, one more shout out. During this, we're also going to have the premiere of Handmaid's Tale, right? So you're going to be doing yes. both. We are. <laughs> yes, there will be some overlap. Um, I hope to have you on again, Definitely. Axel, if we're able to swing it. And um, yeah, I'm I was kind of waiting for the titles of the episodes to come out to send out my get my lineup in order, but um, they haven't done that yet. So I guess I just need to get going. <laughs> All right. Well, that's resisting Gilead, folks. Go subscribe to that. That's going to be fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for downloading. We had a fantastic time today, and we will see you next week talking about House of the D, baby. Peace.